0: Leave it to the women of The View to identify the worst part of Balenciaga's child porn referencing little kid featuring BDSM photo spread that the luxury fashion house published last week. According to Alyssa Griffin, who is supposedly the Republican on that show, the worst part of the fashion line's depiction of a frowning little girl holding a teddy bear in S&M gear Featured along with a handbag ad highlighting a major Supreme Court decision on child pornography. The worst part, of course, is that it gave those mean, nasty conservatives an opportunity to pounce. What's going on here? I found this ad campaign particularly distasteful um, in this moment. So there's this, there's growing anti-LGBTQ sentiment right now. And how it's being framed is as- Portraying, you know, trans people as groomers. This is a term you'll hear on the far right. They're groomers. This is where you get the anti drag queen stuff that we're seeing. So Balenciaga played right into their hands by having kids in a sexualized manner, carrying something that represents, you know, sex acts. I think it was a really (coughs) bad misstep at a moment where it's just kind of a dangerous time to even give credence to those kind of insane takes. Yeah. I mean, we can't even show the picture because it's so distasteful. Damn you, Balenciaga. Your portrayal of, quote, kids in a sexualized manner carrying something that you know represents sex acts, her words, not mine, is playing directly into the far right's hands. What a misstep. Now we're going to have to hear more of those insane right wing takes that just so happen to accurately describe what powerful people are doing before our very eyes. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. My favorite comment yesterday is from Redneck Beard, who says, Whoa, man, don't knock the Christmas music. Do you put up all your Christmas decorations and then take them down the same day too? No, I don't, Redneck Beard. Because not only is Christmas not a month-long event that occurs in December. It's called Advent. That's, That's what happens during December. Christmas also is not just one day. It's just amazing. It's not your fault, Redneck Beard. This is a misconception in the culture, but it drives me crazy because we don't have any of the right timing for anything anymore, and we want to rush everything. So we want to celebrate Christmas before Thanksgiving in some cases, and everybody wants to celebrate Christmas right after Thanksgiving all the way through December, and then they want to stop celebrating Christmas on December 26th. Christmas is a season. Christmas is 12 days. That's why we have the song, The 12 Days of Christmas. And that's why we have the play, Twelfth Night, Twelfth Night by Shakespeare, which refers to the end of that Christmas season on on the eve of Epiphany. And then you celebrate the Epiphany. And then we go on. And then there's more. And then you celebrate Easter at Easter. And you celebrate the 4th of July at the 4th of July. And you celebrate Christmas on Christmas, okay? Drives me crazy. And then you do that enough, and that's your whole life, and then you die. And before you die, you need a will, which is why you got to check out Epic Will. Right now, go to epicwill.com, use promo code Knowles. If you are listening to this show, odds are that you put a lot of stock into how you raise your kids. You understand that your children look to you to define how they view the world. That's why it's extremely important that you have a will in place. A will determines how your financial assets are dispersed as well as your personal property. It lays out your health power of attorney to ensure that your end-of-life decisions are carried out. If you're just starting out and you don't have thousands of dollars to spend on an attorney, but you want to make sure your savings, your belongings, and your family are all protected, you have to create your will at EpicWill.com today. Epic Will's early estate plans start at just $119. You can save 10% when you use promo code Knowles. Go to EpicWill.com, promo code Knowles. Save 10% on Epic Will's complete will package. That is EpicWill.com, promo code Knowles, K-N-O-W-L-E-S. Make sure that your assets and your home, and most importantly, your kids are protected. Epicwill.com, promo code Knowles. The, that, that reaction from The View, it tickled me so much that the, the, the problem with the Balenciaga kitty porn campaign is just how the Republicans will react. Oh, you gave those Republicans an opportunity. It reminded me of this Norm McDonald joke, I actually think that The View, which is perfect because Norm had this sort of long and troubled history with The View, with the show. And they, they were enacting this Norm McDonald joke where Norm, <laughs> one time he was describing the real problem if terrorists were able to get a dirty bomb and kill millions of people. I can't say my friend's name, but he said his biggest fear is <laughs> that ISIS or some uh, terrorist group like that would get a hold of a dirty bomb and explode it over a major city within the United States mm-hmm. and kill tens of millions of people. Because then the blowback against innocent Muslims would be absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. All right, let's do some jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and you just love Norm's guest. There, she doesn't quite seem to. She just agrees. She goes, "Yes, yeah, no, that would be, yeah, you know, like if these terrorists <laughs> killed tens of millions of people, you know, that the worst part would be the blowback, the Islamophobia." <laughs> When the worst part of the child porn campaign from the high-end luxury fashion house is of course the blowback that we see from those republicans right no i think the i think the worst part call me crazy i think the worst part of the weird child porn campaign from balenciaga is the weird child porn stuff you know and i i, I don't think i'm even using that word hyperbolically it's the, the children are clothed, at least. That's good. But they're there frowning, holding the weird s and teddy bear. And then in the Associated, it was a separate ad campaign, but it was still being featured by Balenciaga at the same time. You see a, a, a reference to a Supreme Court case about child pornography. The odds of this happening, coincidentally, are zero, or zero, okay? I think that's the worst part. I think the Republican reaction, pretty good, actually. I'm pretty glad there's a Republican reaction to call attention to this. Sick, sick stuff. You know it's not a nothing burger. The libs are going to try to say, oh, no, it's nothing. Oh, come on, you conspiracy theorists, you're overreacting. Uh, I don't think so. Look at the reaction to the reaction from Balenciaga. Balenciaga just wiped their Instagram page. Okay, if this were just nothing, don't you think Balenciaga would just sort of move on? Oh, no big deal. They wiped their Instagram page. They've issued a major apology. That's now the only thing that's featured on their Instagram page. And here's what they say. The first campaign, the gift collection campaign, featured children with plush bear bags dressed in what some have labeled BDSM-inspired outfits. Just put a pause there. It's not what some have labeled BDSM outfits. It's, it's BDSM outfits. I don't know how else you would describe it. Would you say they're dressed up like cowboys? No. Are they dressed up like bikers? No. They're wearing like weird leather chain stuff, but it's clearly a weird sex thing. Our plush bear bags in the gift collection should not have been featured with children. This was a wrong choice by Balenciaga. Combined with our failure in assessing and validating images, the responsibility for this lies with Balenciaga alone. Okay, so they are saying, they're they're trying to weasel out of it a little in the beginning. Some have called it a BDSM thing. But then they're saying, look, this was horrible. This was terrible. This shouldn't have featured kids. We shouldn't have let this go through. We're sorry. It's our fault. We're We're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. So I don't want to hear, oh, you, you conservatives are blowing this out of proportion. Balenciaga admits this is a weird, creepy, pornographic, child-featuring, having weird sex thing. But then they go on. They say, the second... Separate campaign for spring 2023, that's the one with the child porn case being featured, which was meant to replicate a business office environment, included a photo with a page in the background from a Supreme Court ruling, United States versus Williams, 2008, which confirms as illegal and not protected by uh, freedom of speech the promotion of child pornography. All the items included in this shooting were provided by third parties that confirmed in writing that these props were fake office documents. They turned out to be real legal papers, most likely coming from the filming of a television drama. The inclusion of these unapproved documents was the result of reckless negligence for which Balenciaga has filed a complaint. We take full responsibility, accountability for our lack of oversight and control of the documents in the background, and we could have done things differently. Okay. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I always want to give people the benefit of the doubt. I, I strive to cultivate a spirit of charity and always seeing the bright side of things. Sorry, I don't think so. Once it's a fluke, Twice, it's a coincidence. Three things, four things, five things. I don't know. It, it just seems a little bit weird. And we are seeing lots and lots of evidence that Balenciaga and the people around Balenciaga have a weird fascination with weird sex stuff and kids. Okay, I'm just noticing that. I'm just seeing that. And we've got a lot of evidence to back it up. You're telling me, oh... Oops, actually, yeah, just as we're getting all this heat for a weird pornographic child featuring campaign, oh, just oops, coincidentally, the set decorator used these documents. It's probably from a television uh, drama, we're, probably. We're not gonna give you any evidence of that, but you know, let's just say it's that. And it just coincidentally, the, the exact part that's featured there specifically refers to a child porn case. And yes, it's from, notice they say, it's from U.S. versus Williams, which was a case that said that the peddling of child porn is not protected speech. But in the, in the line of that document that was featured specifically in the photograph, it referred to a different Supreme Court decision. It was the, the Free Speech Coalition case, which actually found that simulated child pornography is protected speech which is a ridiculous ruling from the Supreme Court. But the ruling that was referenced there was a pro-child porn case. Balenciaga's argument is, "Oh, this was all just accidental. Let me tell you something. If you've, I, Most people have never spent time around a film set or a photo shoot set. Or any, nothing is accidental on a film set, on a photo shoot set, especially when we're talking about a very prestigious, very high-end fashion brand it's, it's not like you walk up there with a, a, you know, a digital camera and say, okay, click, 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 okay, we got our shots. Everything is meticulously set. And when you start pulling on this thread, it gets really, really weird. Because one of the big stylists for Balenciaga, a woman named Lada Volkova, Uh, got a lot of press yesterday, not from the corrupt establishment media, but just from citizen journalists, just from regular old people who were looking into, just poking a little bit into the Balenciaga story. And the stuff they found, well, I'll let you judge for yourself. I don't see any way to read this woman's work as anything less than an obsession with sexualizing little kids in the most perverse, egregious, nauseating sort of way. This stuff is enough to keep people up at night. If you don't want to stay up at night, you got to check out Helix. Right now, head on over to helixsleep.com slash With everything going on in the world right now, you could use a good night's sleep. That is why you got to check out Helix mattress. I've had my Helix for what, two, three years now. I continue to absolutely adore it. Helix has several different mattress models to choose from. Soft, Medium and firm mattresses. Mattresses great for cooling you down. Mattresses for spinal alignment to prevent morning aches and pains. Even a Helix Plus mattress for plus sized sleepers. Are you nervous about buying a mattress online? You do not have to be. Helix has a sleep quiz that matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress. Because why would you want to buy a mattress made for somebody else? Okay, I've got my mattress. Get out of my bed. I'm a married man. Get your own mattress. Go to helixsleepcom Knowles. Take that two-minute sleep quiz. Find the perfect mattress for your body and sleep type. The mattress will come right to your door for free. Plus, Helix has a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They will even pick it up for you if you don't love it. But with Helix, you will love it. It's got over 12,000 five-star reviews. The financing options and flexible payment plans make it so that a great night's sleep is never a moment away. For a limited time, Helix is offering up to $350 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Best offer yet, hurry on over to helixsleep.com slash Knowles. So Lada Volkova is a stylist, a very prominent stylist, worked with Balenciaga for a long time, worked alongside Balenciaga's creative director, Demna Gvasalia until 2017. And people started looking into some of her other work yesterday. So Balenciaga tries to get ahead of this story. They say, Lada Volkova has not worked with Balenciaga or its team since 2017. She has in no way participated in the brand's recent Instagram or advertising campaigns. That's what a Balenciaga spokesman told Newsweek. Okay, but this woman did work with Balenciaga for a long time. She clearly has had a lot of influence on the company. So Jake Shield, who's a former UFC fighter, just starts looking into her Instagram page. We've blurred out the faces. Obviously, these faces were not blurred out on her Instagram well, the first ones that pops up is this little girl in a kind of really done up sort of hairdo lying on the, on the ground, lying on her side in a sort of skimpy little leotard and, and kind of smiling in a very creepy way, but with a handout that sort of says, no, another one is a child in high heels, topless in a very strange sort of position, uh, obviously a, a kind of sexualized way. You can see that from the stiletto heels but not quite showing the face. Another one is a child's bedroom just covered in gore and blood everywhere. Another one is a little teddy bear tied up in a sort of dungeon or jail cell or something like that. There's more. It wasn't just these four photos. Let's see. Yeah. So then there's another one of people tied up in like kind of weird plastic trash bags, all tied up in a weird it looks very like some kind of torture scene. Another one of a little kid holding up a skull. Another one of a a little kid being duct taped and tied to a chair, being made to watch something. We're not exactly sure what the kid's being made to watch. Another one of someone with with, uh, entrails pouring out of the the midsection. And there's more images. So then there's an image on, on this Instagram of just a satanic scene of a pentagram with a devil demon looking person up there, and then a kind of sacrifice on another pentagram. So now we're talking about overt, overt satanic imagery. And then we're seeing lots and lots of teddy bears throughout this person's campaign. This is a lot of Volkova. This woman clearly has a fascination with teddy bears. Now, why does she have a fascination with teddy bears? Well, maybe it's just totally innocent because teddy bears are really cute and fun and plushy. Everyone had a teddy bear as a kid. Fewer people have teddy bears as adults. But it's her kind of lying around with teddy bears, walking around with teddy bears. And then there's one of a teddy bear doing a a sexual act that's really, really weird. So all of this, I'm not sitting here telling you that uh, this woman is some kind of witch, you know, controlling the Balenciaga campaign. Not telling you she's not. I mean, there's overt satanic imagery here and weird child sex stuff. But then something that's really, really weird. I'm not the first person to discover this. Someone called my attention to it, and I looked it up, tried it myself. When, and I don't know how to explain this. I'm not making any allegation. I'm just observing this. Okay, I'm just noticing. You, you type into Google Translate Latin to English. So Latin, the universal language, right? It's supposed to be the main language of the world. It's the language that. When I attend mass, that's the language that it's in. But it's the language that was the universal language until very, very recently. You type in ba from Latin into English, you get nothing. It just says ba, ba, because ba is not a Latin word. Then you type in a second word, len. Ba, len. What's the English rendering? Ba, len, because len is not a Latin word either. Ba, len, si balenci si. again you just get balenci si because there's no latin translation of that because those are not latin words but here's where it gets really weird you type in ba len si aga and then the english translation is do what you want i'm not making any accusation i'm not even speculating i just don't do what you want the thing that's really weird about that is do what you want is the commandment of the Satanists. This was the commandment of Aleister Crowley. Do what thou wilt is the entirety of the law. That's what he says. That is, that is the satanic commandment. Going back to the Garden of Eden, do what you want, Eve. Come on, you shall be as gods. Do, do what you want. Now, when you look on Google Translate, it says, would you like to translate this from Hausa, which is some African language. But it's not translating it from Hausa. That's not what it means in Hausa. When you click the translator from Hausa, it gives you a different translation. I, I have no way of making any sense of this other than to observe that there's something weird about Balenciaga. And we know it's not just a coincidence, and we know it's not just the Republican reaction, the, the, the pouncing. Balenciaga is taking this very seriously. Balenciaga is wiping their Instagram page, apologizing immediately for the campaign, taking legal action against the people who are creating the campaign. And then you look into it and it's, it's just all this overtly satanic imagery. You can't write off this stuff as a crazy conspiracy theory. You certainly can't in a world post Jeffrey Epstein, okay? Because post-Jeffrey Epstein, we know that there actually is an elite cabal of pedophiles who who have a whole island, who would go to the island and do weird sex stuff with kids. That You can't just say, well, you crazy tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists. We know that happened. There are court documents about it. And yet, we still don't really know who the clients are. We still don't have the little black book. No one's really been held accountable for it. Jeffrey Epstein got Jeffrey Epstein. Ghislaine Maxwell is getting some sort of sweetheart deal. But what about the clients? And why why does it always seem to come down to weird satanic stuff? You notice this? Now, you might say, well, this this, uh, designer woman for Balenciaga, she's just ironically worshiping the devil. And putting up all this imagery, the the fact that Google Translate, I, I assume someone just went in and kind of tinkered with it is a kind of weird joke. I don't know how else to make sense of that translation, to, and to make it the Satanic Commandment. That's maybe it's just a kind of a weird ironic joke, or so I don't. But the thing is, you can't worship the devil ironically. You can't do anything ironically for too long. If you do, if you, if you behave in an ironic way for your whole life, then it's just sincere. Then it's just earnest. That's just what you have done. And when you worship Satan, ironically, when you just sort of do what you want, as a lot of the Satanists say, they say we don't really believe in the devil. We just do what we want. Right, that, that is worshiping the devil. That is it. It's that line from, I think it was Baudelaire, who says, the finest trick of the devil is to convince you that he does not exist. But he does now speaking of fashion lines and the devil canada right now there's a canadian clothing company simons which is running an ad campaign marketing its products with suicide last breaths are sacred when i imagine my final days i see bubbles i see the ocean i see music Even now, as I seek help to end my life, there is still so much beauty. You just have to be brave enough to see it. Certainly the most perverse ad I've ever seen since Balenciaga, but it's up there. It's the same thing. In Canada now, they're saying, hey, as you plan to end your life, as you get ready to kill yourself, buy these clothes. Clothes can still be beautiful. There's still beauty out there, but you're going to kill yourself. But before you kill yourself, give us your money. Buy buy our clothes. It's really, now why are they doing this? Because Canada right now is passing assisted suicide legislation. Canada is making it legal. This is following a Canadian Supreme Court decision that discovered some right to kill yourself and to have doctors help you kill yourself. Uh, Now you are seeing this expand. And the expansion of what they call medically assisted Medically assisted something and suicide, I don't know, they call it made. Uh, They're expanding this not just to people who have two weeks to live because of some grave illness at the age of 87, which is always how assisted suicide is sold. Oh, it's just for people who are on death's door and they're in intense pain. And we're going to pretend that we don't have any pain medication. And we're going to pretend that we know exactly when people will die, even though we don't. So it's just a way to be compassionate and merciful. But that's not what's happening. In Canada now, they are expanding, as always happens with assisted suicide. They're expanding that to the mentally ill. They're just going to kill the mentally ill. No different than people have been doing for many years, going back not just to the Nazis, but all the way back to ancient Greece, when really callous cultures would look at the weakest members and just kill them. Or people suffering from PTSD. you got a veteran who comes back, who serves his country, and he comes back and he's got some problems. Instead of giving that guy help, we're just going to kill him. Even children, even children, with certain defects in Canada, just just going to be killed off because of this law. And what it gets to is not just the absolute perversity. Obviously, it's evil and perverse, and we can castigate it all day long. But what it gets to is a complete misunderstanding of of what a good death is. The way she talks about it in the ad, she says, as I prepare, as I get ready to breathe. We're going to have a good death with dignity. It's going to be a good death. It's a complete inversion of what our culture has considered to be a good death for the entire history of and the entire height of our civilization. If we can look past the horror of assisted suicide for a second. The fact that these Canadians, these really nice, oh, you know, these nice Canadians up there in America's top hat are going to start killing the mentally ill and children with problems and veterans with PTSD and and grandma who feels that she's not wanted anymore. And they're just going to kill all these people. If we can look past the the horror and the outrage for a second and just look, where is this coming from? What, What it's coming from is an inversion of our traditional concept of a good death it has been traditional to pray for a good death in our culture. And by a good death, what people have meant in our Christian civilization is a death that you are aware of. You know that death is coming, not suicide. That's always prohibited. That's an expression of despair, which is a grave mortal sin. But of a good death, you know, you know, you feel the end is coming and you can get your soul in order. That's why that was considered to be a good death. So you could get right with God, go have confession die in a state of grace, and go enjoy your Lord and Savior forever. The purpose of life, to know God and to enjoy him, to serve him on earth and to enjoy him forever in heaven. That concept of a good death has now been inverted. If you ask people, what's a good death? How do you hope to die? You, don't, you know what they'll tell you, and I'm tempted to say this too sometimes when I forget about eternal things. Oh, I want it to be fast. Oh, I don't want to know it's coming. I just want someone to turn the lights off. That's what people pray for. Quick, painless, unexpected, that's the best death of all. Because no thought is given to one's soul because people mock the idea of the soul, because people mock the idea of heaven, because people now believe in our culture that when you die, you just take a dirt nap and turn to, turn to worm food. So the inversion of the idea of a good death derives from where? Well, it derives from the inversion of the, the idea of a good life. Traditionally, a good life was understood to mean a virtuous life. This is how people understood it, even in the pre-Christian times. Even before before pagan cultures had much of an understanding of the Bible and of the Hebrew conception of God, you at least would have people say, a good life is when one practices the virtues, lives in a manner that is in accordance with the virtues and excellence and heroism, and then you die, right? Then you have the Christian view. And the the pre-Christian view prefigured by the Israelites in the Old Testament, which is we serve God. Our purpose in life is to serve God. And this involves loving God above all things and loving your neighbor as yourself and sacrificing and having charity and love for your fellow man. And no greater love has a man than to die for his friends and and all of those sorts of things, self-sacrifice. Today, our view of a good life is exactly the opposite not only of the Christian view, not only of the Old Testament view, of the virtuous pagan view. Today, our version of the good life is, you know, you just have pleasure. You do whatever you want. It's actually, <laughs> to uh, quote the Google Translate rendering of Balenciaga from Latin, allegedly, is do, do whatever you want. Do what thou wilt shall be the entirety of the law. You're not happy in your marriage? We'll leave your spouse. Life is short. Yolo, carpe diem. Oh, you've got to be happy. Just be, it'll be so much happier. You don't like your job? Just quit it. You don't like your family? Just ditch them. Come on, just do whatever you want. Don't have kids. Oh, kids are such an asshole. Get a dog. You'll get some companionship, but you always give a dog away if you don't like the dog. Don't have any firm attachments. Don't, Don't involve yourself in any sort of obligation. Certainly don't serve your country. Ask not what you can do for your country, but what your country can do for you. That's the modern conception of a good life. And it's tempting because we think that if we satisfy our most immediate and base pleasures, that we will be happy. But anyone who has ever done that knows it doesn't make you happy. And it doesn't make you free. It just makes you a slave. Either you can be a slave to God, a slave to virtue, or you can be a slave to sin and to your basest passions. But you're going to be a slave. If If all you do, let's say you really like booze, and so all you do is you just drink all day long you're going to be a slave, you're going to be very unhappy. If you just feed your lusts, you're going to be very unhappy. If you feed your gluttony, you're going to be very unhappy. If you feed any of these base desires, you're going to be very unhappy. You think it's going to make you happy. And it might momentarily, at least for some period of time, eventually it doesn't even make you happy momentarily, but ultimately it will not. We lose our conception of a good life. We lose our conception of a good death. We lose our conception of everything. Is it any wonder that the culture falls to pot? Speaking of changing conceptions of fundamental things, there is a vote up in the Senate. The vote is for the, quote unquote, Respect for Marriage Act. This is really the Abolish Marriage Act. This is really the Destroy the Meaning of Marriage and Bankrupt Christians and Jews and Muslims Act. The act would not only enshrine Obergefell, the the decision of the Supreme Court that radically redefined marriage into law, but it would it would make it illegal for people in in much of American public life to hold the real view of marriage. It would basically ban the Christian, Jewish, Muslim, sensible, normal view that everybody held until five minutes ago, with certain carveouts, but not too many. So we we've got. There was a vote that happened a little while ago. 12 Republican senators squished on it. It's very, very frustrating. Then there was a vote that happened last night to advance it. So now there's a final hurdle today on Tuesday. I urge you, call your senators, tell them to vote against this thing. Tell them to vote to include certain amendments that will at least make this a little bit better since they probably can't stop the whole bill. But it is worth pointing out here. I think largely the reason those Republicans squished is because they think this is a lost issue. it's is a lost cause, man, move past the marriage issue. No one cares anymore. We're going to lose our voters if we come out against it. That's not true. There's a poll that just came out uh, of uh, 2,000 likely voters. This is conducted by On Message Incorporated for the Heritage Foundation. Found that voters in Wyoming, Indiana, Iowa, Utah, and West Virginia oppose the same-sex marriage bill. Not only oppose it without the amendments, they oppose the whole thing. 47% oppose, 41% support. And then among Republicans, which is largely the constituents of these squishes, 70% oppose the bill. Conservatives, 73% strongly oppose the bill. And then here's crucial. More than half of the respondents, 53%, said that they oppose the bill when they are told about the part of the bill that would allow for lawsuits against anyone who refuses to participate in same-sex marriages. That number rises to 69% among Republicans. So people oppose the bill generally. And then when they find out what's in the bill, the real meat of the bill, they, the majority opposes it. Not even like there's some people undecided, so it's 47, 41. No, no, no. The majority oppose the bill. Do not do it. One way to stop this. Or to at least make it a little bit better. Uh, there are three amendments put up: Mike Lee, James Langford, Marco Rubio. These will be held on Tuesday afternoon. Final vote expected to take place immediately following. We need Lee's amendment. Okay, we need Mike Lee's amendment. I'm glad the guy got reelected to the Senate. He's already doing great stuff. Call your senator. This is a fight that a lot of conservatives say, "Oh, who cares? Oh, what matters? It's just a minor thing." Guys, the slippery slope from Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton both campaigning on how marriage is the sacred union between a man and a woman. The slippery slope from that to, then a few years later, they kind of changed their views to the normalization of Balenciaga, S&M, kiddie porn photo shoots. It was really fast. Okay, the slippery slope goes really fast. The slippery slope from hey, let's change our understanding of the relations between men and women and our views of sexuality to drag queen story hour and we're going to cut off little kids' genitals and put them on puberty blockers. was really, really fast, okay? This matters. It is a political winner, actually. The people are on our side. Conservatives grow a spine, along with some other anatomical features, please. The, the word of the year is gaslighting. word of the year. Not just according to me and our observations. According to Merriam-Webster, the word of the year is gaslighting. What is gaslighting? According to Merriam-Webster, it is, quote, psychological manipulation of a person, usually over an extended period of time, that causes the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts, perceptions of reality, or memories, and typically leads to confusion, loss of confidence, and self-esteem, uncertainty of one's emotional or mental stability, and a dependency on the perpetrator. Why is this the word of the year? Well, Miriam Webster reported that the word was looked up 1,740% more this year, and there was a ton of interest over the course of the year. This is largely what motivates support for Donald Trump. And for Trump-like candidates and the Trump acolytes throughout. It's the policies. It's the opposition to the GOP establishment. But it's that people have the sense that not only are we being abused, not only are bad actors, in some cases really bad actors, and some people, in some cases like people who worship the devil and, and go to spirit cooking dinners, kind of bad people, not only are they running the show, and not only are they lying to us, but they're telling us we're crazy. And they're actually driving us insane. Oh, no, What are you? we're not outsourcing your jobs. No, no we're not flooding your country with foreign nationals. No, 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 we're not doing that. And it's good that we are. And no, 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 we're not. What are you talking about? Don't believe your lying eyes. No, the things that you're seeing happening, that's not happening. There's no creepy Pedo island. No, no, there's none of that's happening. Nothing to see here. Move along. Move along. It's, it is gaslighting and it's it's only going in one direction. If the price of your Thanksgiving meal has left a bad taste in your mouth, remember, it is completely normal to keep paying more and more and more for the same things, right? Wrong. That's what they tell us, but it's not true. Today is the last day of the Daily Wire cyber sale. Everything in our shop is 40% off. That's right, 40% off my book's reasons to vote for Democrats, speechless, controlling words, controlling minds, 40% off the iconic Daily Wire truth bomb and our new leftist tears dog bowl. Free shipping on orders over 75 bucks, a free leftist year's Tumblr on orders over 100 bucks. Unless you are one of the super fans that wants to give us extra money, head on over right now. Do not wait. Go to dailywire.com shop today for your last chance to get 40% off our best deal of the year on all the gifts worth giving. Speaking of Donald Trump, when people talk about the potential Trump campaign, his niece, Mary Trump, who's some big lib who's made a name for herself, just trading on her uncle's name. Mary Trump has a threat and a promise for Republicans if they ditch Donald Trump. Whether he runs, pretends to run, or doesn't run, he will do anything to take down any Republican who dares go against him. And as he made clear a week ago, uh, he's willing to uh, dig up dirt on his opponents, including Ron DeSantis. We don't know just what kinds of information he has on other people in his party. What we do know is that he would be willing to use it. And I believe we talked about this before the 2020 election. Mm -hmm. Uh, Donald will burn everything down if he feels like he's going down. We can't discount that. So this is, I I think, probably the most astute political commentary we have ever heard from Mary Trump. The only thing even resembling is to political commentary from Mary Trump. But I think she's right about this. And some people are going to view that as a terrible danger, especially the more establishment type of Republicans. And some people, such as myself, and I suspect many of you out there, are going to view this as one of the best things about Trump. Because Trump is the honey badger. And he just doesn't care. And he's just gonna, he's just gonna do it. He's just gonna go for it. He's not a Republican. He wasn't raised in the conservative movement. He's not. He's just going to do what he wants. He's going to engage in a hostile takeover of the Republican Party that hates him, the party leaders who hate him. And this is the probably the best selling point for the man. If you are, like me, one of these people who say, you know. This political establishment is not really working for me, and it's not working for a lot of Americans. Because no matter which party wins, we get more of the same unpopular policies. Just off the top of my head, the transgender stuff, the weird sex stuff is extremely, extremely unpopular. And yet, both parties push it. But but, but look, the the Republicans are about to vote. They already did vote to, to radically redefine marriage. Both parties push it. You see the quote-unquote Republican on The View who's saying it's really terrible. All this anti-trans rhetoric, it's really terrible. Why would they call these groomers groomers? It's horrible, right? So the Republicans, they cave on that. Immigration, immigration is very unpopular. If you look at public opinion polls, most Americans want to drastically reduce all immigration, not just illegal, but legal too both parties push for much, much more immigration. These bad trade deals, very unpopular. Both parties push for it. Our American foreign policy for the last, I don't know, 30 years, deeply unpopular. Both parties push for it. So if you look, and on so many other issues too, the surveillance state, all the rest of it. if if, If you look at both parties and you say, neither of them are doing anything to fix this, then the bull in the China shop looks very attractive to you. And when- the lib warns and says, well, if he doesn't get the nomination, if you Republicans keep playing footsie with Trump, and he, he might burn the whole thing down. The, the reaction of many conservatives is going to be, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> oh, no, he's gonna burn it all down. Oh, no. Don't threaten me with a good time, darling. It's the gaslighting. It drives us crazy. Though, a lot of this corrosion and corruption It might be exposed, at least some of it. Elon Musk is promising to not only get to the bottom of the free speech suppression on Twitter, the protection of Hunter Biden, the protection of Joe Biden, the shadow banning of conservatives, the the outright open banning of even the duly elected sitting president of the United States, all of it. He's promising to make it public. He says, The Twitter files on free speech suppression, soon to be published on Twitter itself. The public deserves to know what really happened. In some ways, the publishing of that information, the exposure of what the libs have done to rig not just one little social media app, but don't forget, we're talking about the public square. We're talking about a self-governing republic. Therefore, we're talking about the whole political order. Elections, the time before elections, all of it the exposure of that kind of corruption is in many ways more valuable than even Musk reinstating some banned accounts. It it is just, it will be so valuable to have proof that we're not crazy. That those of us who have been told for years and years, oh, well, you think you're being shadow banned? Oh, please, you know what? You think you don't have rights to, please, you're just crazy. And we were told that by the same people who said, well, you don't want to take the experimental vaccine for COVID. You're crazy. Oh, it's totally safe and totally effective. You're just, you don't, hold on. You don't, you don't think that the Wuhan virus came from nature? You think it might have had something to do with the Wuhan Institute of Virology? You're crazy. Hold on, you think that the 2020 election might have had some problems with it? Why, oh my gosh, you're just crazy. Hold on, you think that there's a creepy, elite, pedophile cabal that meets on this island in the Caribbean and involves some of the most prominent people in the world? You're crazy, you're crazy, you're crazy. You're crazy. We're not crazy. We're not crazy. We've got eyes, we've got ears. We're seeing these things happen in real time. And so if Elon Musk, can go in and definitively say, this is what the system was doing to rig it against conservatives, that will be extremely valuable. And as far as I'm concerned, having not needed to spend $44 billion to buy Twitter, I think it was worth every penny of Elon Musk's money. Speaking of buying things and spending a lot of money, there is a shocking figure it comes out of an underreported aspect of the culture war. We always talk about the sex stuff and abortion and immigration, even US home buyers now need to make six figures a year to afford the medium, median home in the United States. So the numbers have just come out, according to analysis by Redfin, which is one of the main real estate brokerages. Housing prices remain fairly elevated. Uh, Typical home prices have surged more than 45% since the same time last year. So the mortgage payment rates are about $2,682 right now, which means the annual salary required to afford such a property has increased from $73,668 a year to $107,281 a year. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Before before blank book success— before I had my great professional success publishing a stack of blank pages, I wasn't making that kind of money. A lot of people don't make that kind of money. Most people don't make that kind of money. Now, you might say, well, it's just because of inflation. So, therefore, you know, wages are going to rise too. Wages aren't rising. Average hourly wages have nominally increased 5% over that period. So the income that you need to afford a home went from $74,000 to $107,000, but your wages only increased 5%. So what that means effectively is you won't be able to afford a home. And when you can't afford a home, that means that you're not going to have that degree of independence. You're not going to have that degree of property. We talked yesterday on the show about how money talks and BS walks. And it is very important if you want to maintain political power, to have some cash, okay? Have some assets, because that really speaks a lot in politics. But the ruling class does not want you to have assets. They want you to own nothing and be happy. This is the World Economic Forum vision of the future. This is the great reset vision of the future. Again, I know we all sound like crazy conspiracy theorists, but in the world of Creepy Pedo Island and the weird Balenciaga ad campaign and the establishment being wrong about basically everything for the past two years at least, I don't think that's so far-fetched. I'm just quoting the words of the World Economic Forum back to them. You will own nothing and you will be happy. You will rent everything. You will eat bugs you will live in a little pod. You will do everything virtually. You will just just zoom. Just go into the metaverse. Just put on the headset. Even our romantic relationships now are virtual. So either people texting on the dating apps or looking at porn. Marriage decreasing. Marriage rates decreasing. Now Democrats redefining and destroying marriage and Republicans going along for the ride. It's just... Hard not to notice these things because, to quote Andrew Clavin, quoting Ernest Hemingway, things happen gradually and then suddenly. I think we're sort of in the suddenly phase. A lot of these things are coming together right now, okay? And it's not just uh, even our cultural hobby horses, you know, opposition to drag queens or whatever. We're talking about real cold, hard cash here, okay? People are being squeezed, especially the American middle class is being squeezed, And what that translates to is a restructuring of our political order. What that translates to is a great reset. One of the most frustrating parts of this reset, to me, beyond losing our whole country and way of life, but part of that too, is that for the first time in my life, lots and lots of people in this country seem to care about soccer. I was- scandalized by this over the weekend. We will be talking about it with Jake Crane. The rest of the show continues. Now, you don't wanna miss it. If you're not a member, click the link in the description and join us.